Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is October 7th, 2019. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect and ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations and interact with industry-leading artists on an equal playing field. Your host today is myself, Liam Clisham, but Mark is also here and Penny's also here. And today we're going to be doing a recap of the awesomeness of Camp MoGraph. Uh, I'm not just saying that because we helped run it and everything, but like it truly felt awesome and the feedback has been really awesome through social media and I think it turned out really well. We also have some people that were at Camp MoGraph on the call already, so it'd be great to have everyone chime in. So as usual, if you have a question, please use the raise your hand function. It is under participants at the bottom. If you click that participants button, it will give you a little dialogue box where you can click on your name and raise your hand. If you're unable to ask a question via mic and video, go ahead and just type question in the chat and we can field them properly. This is kind of like using the raise your hand feature, but through chat. As always, if there's any comments or questions that seem to get off topic and spammy, you'll be muted on the call just to keep things flowing. And also this call is recorded. So if you have any concerns about something that you've said, that may be under NDA or you don't want a client to find out or something like that, just let us know and we can cut it out from the final release. Um, beyond that, I don't really have any like real opening topics. I kind of just want to jump into like how fucking cool Camp MoGraph was. So um, I've got a bunch of quotes that I've found already through like Twitter that I, I set up. Um, I don't know. Is Nick here? Nick? No, Nick Walgorski is not on at the moment. So I'm just going to read through some of those really quick and then we can get into the discussion. So Nick Walgorski, uh, AKA Rock of Force, he said, you have all set the new par for when it comes to MoGraph events. It was a perfect example of a work-life balance in practice. Good luck topping it. But if anyone can, it's you. So thanks Nick for that. Penny wrote, Camp was the bee's knees. I'll be honest with how much work I was leaving for later. I was stressed going in, but it was just the trip I needed to feel recharged and ready to head back to work, inspired and throwing punches. Best period, time period. I'm not going to read all of this from Ryan Summers, so I'm just going to drop a link into the chat. If it will let me, come on, Notion. There we go. Uh, Ryan Summers, who was one of the Fireside chat um hosts he had like i don't know like a six tweet thread going on and on about the event um so you guys can read that so i have caitlin Caju, who is uh one of the workshop directors as well i just dropped a link in there hers is not as long so i'll bring it up but it kind of has a few threads to it caitlin said camograph truly totally blew me away running a workshop, hearing amazing speakers, playing Dungeons and Dragons with old and new friends, bracing the Vermont chill every day and soaking up or soaking it all up was absolutely incredible. Cannot speak highly enough of it. And there's a couple more threads underneath. Um, let's see, got two more. David Aryev, who was one of the counselors at the camp said camp was the most fun and chill event this year. The fireside chats were thought provoking and the classes were amazing. But my favorite was just hanging out with friends in a beautiful location. So proud of my homies for putting this together. It's what we all needed. And lastly, again, a pretty big thread from JC, who is also there. And it was his birthday, if it will 
Let me copy again. Why is Notion being so difficult today? There we go. Um, I'll let you guys read through that as well, just because it's a few threads deep. But um, thanks for everyone who's already chimed in about enjoying everything. Uh, it means a lot to us. And also, I don't have <laughs> the sponsors up, but I'm just going to say a big thank you to all the sponsors because um, I don't have the list in front of me to name all of them. Big thank you to Ryan Summers, Barton Damer, and Aaron Swarovski. Uh, their chats were awesome, and they all kind of like built on top of each other, which is great. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm really tired right now, but it was totally fucking worth it. I got you, dude. I got you. Ready? Ready? Oh, for the sponsors? Maxon. Oh, nice. Octane Render. <laughs> Pixel Plow. We had MoGraph.com. We, as Monday Meeting, were a sponsor. Uh, kind of, we were kind of like the underwriters, I guess. Uh, School of Motion, Insidium, AEScripts.com, and Red Giant all made Camp MoGraph. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We much appreciate all the love and support that you gave us and taking a chance on us year one. Bunch of us <laughs> non-event planners throwing an event. So <laughs> yeah, much appreciate. You know, like... I think I was talking to you, Mark and Matt and a few people that like it was planned just enough that everything worked out, but also it let things be organic enough that like the campers could just do whatever they wanted and not feel like they were stuck to this rigid schedule, which I think really worked out well. Um, there were bees all over the place. I'm seeing Penny write that in the chat. Um, I got to say that was like one of the coolest things that happened, like starting day one, if you got checked in, you got a, a little notebook, a field notes book. Um, I got mine early, of course, cause I got there early, but like starting immediately, people started talking and saying things and like jokes were building up and just this community and like nonstop, just community building, um, and fun and like now we have inside jokes for next year and um yeah all Harold spider lord as well <laughs> everybody's throwing their hands up doing the spider lord we are his eyes praise be um so fill fill the either viewers or listeners in on on that one yeah so one of the big inside jokes that came up was casey got to his cabin the first night and there was a giant spider i mean it's not like australian giant but like giant for the united states and he put it outside and then immediately went back in and he found like the exact same spider in there and so we came up uh with this lore that there's spider lord and originally i've, I've even got like a few pages on it maybe pull those up Oh, geez, I, I have more than a few pages. So originally we thought it was Billy Chicken. I, I kind of forget how we got on that of why it was Billy Chicken. I think because Billy and Casey were hanging out and then Casey had never seen a spider and Billy in the same location at the same time, if I remember right. <laughs> Talked about doing a Spider Lord rock opera. Instead of normal skin, the Spider Lord has like a rind of skin too. So it's like kind of scaly and, and bumpy. Um, it's like a suit of armor 
we also discussed the fact that poison is, is not venom, and that's very important, because we're Googling whether or not these spiders were poisonous. And with that, we started talking about how it has egg sac grenades, um, about Gwen Stefani and her song Spiderwebs and The Voice. These are all just like bullet points that I'm going through. Um, but then we started coming up with sayings, like one of them, as you can see in the chat, all hail spider lord, we are his eyes. So pretty much since spiders have so many eyes, all of his followers are his eyes and we act as his eyes because spider lord himself is actually blind. <laughs> um, what else? It goes deeper and deeper. It, yeah, like I, like I, I have a ton if, if you can see the video, but for those who can't, it's just like bullet points after bullet points. Um, Paul Babb is, is the anti-spider, so he came to the rescue. Paul Babb was also at the event, and I got to say, like, as a small tangent, I got to be on the same shuttle back with him on to the airport, and man, like, I've never spent alone time with Paul, and he's super awesome, and, like, Penny was on the, the, the shuttle, whatever word I'm looking for, too, and we just had, like, a, a nice little conversation on the way back as well. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that too as a little side note. I I don't well, I don't A know many CEOs, but B, I don't know many CEOs that would just like hop in a cabin with other like random campers and like just hang out for the weekend. So big ups to Paul Babb for that, because that was really cool. Yeah, and like he even just like jumped into things too. Like if the fire was dying down or we needed firewood. He, he would help out and like go get firewood. He like, he was totally on board. It, it was great. Um, what else? I think it kind of deviates a little bit away from spider Lord for a minute, but um, we found out through Matthias and this is just funny. And I want to bring it up that Andrew Kramer has a shake weight in his office. So <laughs> apparently Andrew Kramer is a fan of the shake weight. Um, what else? That's it. That's that's pretty much it for Spider Lord. So I've kind of rambled on for a little bit. Does like Mark? Do you want to do your perspective, and we can kind of go around because we've got let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten people with mics today that were there, and however many else are in the chat. Yeah, I mean, I think from our perspective, it was a complete success. Uh, I think we were all very excited and like humbled that everyone got so much out of it so like with us not really knowing how this would unfold and really you know work out i think we struck a good balance of of scheduling time for everybody but then leaving enough free time uh to for everyone to go do their own thing or just sit in the cafeteria and and chat with other people um and like the fireside chats were amazing. Like they ended up going longer than we had even scheduled them just because the conversations were great. Um, and I think there, like with those fireside chats, we had the first one was Ryan Summers who did kind of a nice, like broad, broad brush uh, of the industry and a lot of like uh, Q and A's and I shouldn't say Q and A's, but it was held kind of like a town hall meeting, like open discussion. Everyone could raise their hand, ask questions and stuff. And Ryan led that off really well with just kind of like a, a, a nice overview of the industry, lots of different topics. And then Barton Damer had uh, the second one, which was focused very much on like, you know, business tactics and, and stuff like that, but like freelancing and um, just different 
kind of questions within that realm. And then the uh, last night was uh, the, the third one was Aaron Sarovsky, who um, I felt like was just such a good way to end the weekend because with her experience and being, you know, such a, an amazing creative and such a force within the industry, but also being uh, a woman in this industry, just really, I felt like, had she just had such a good perspective on things and like kind of the story arc of all of the um all of the the fireside chats really just kind of like wrapped up really well and that was all just by accident just how we scheduled them and you know looking back on it i'm like man even if we did know what we were doing and scheduled it like that's how i would have done it you know so um just really stoked that you know everyone was able to get as much out of it um as they did and like even the people we brought in as instructors got as much out of it as the campers and the people we brought in as staff to help got as much out of it as campers so like i think just overall um it was an incredible success and something that like is completely fresh and new to our industry and it allowed us all to like really step back and kind of evaluate why we're doing this and, and, and stuff like that, you know, so um, just, I want to say thanks again to everyone who, who came to camp and participated and really made it what it was because, you know, we can only do so much, but it's up to everyone who's there to really like let their guards down and engage in conversations and really, you know, um, make it what it is. So um, big ups to everyone who was there and, and really, you know, embraced what it was. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I've got a lot more to say, but I would love like, you know, other people here who are there. I mean, Matt and Dave are also on the call, the other directors. Um, so I don't know if we want to just open it up and, and Liam, I'll, I'll let you kind of be the moderator because you were kind of moderating the fireside chats really well. So I'll let you just kind of uh, take it from here, but, um, yeah. Thank you all for everything. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think I'm going to do, let's see. I'm going to go in order of how people are on my screen. No, Elizabeth just said raise hand in the chat. So go ahead, Elizabeth. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yep. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, so thanks you guys for putting on a terrific conference. I'm a bit of a conference junkie and um, I had to wean myself off of these sort of generic, more generic client seeking conferences. And, you know, it's been a while since I've been to a conference that I just, you know, wasn't kind of in hustle mode. Uh, or maybe that is my hustle mode. Right? <laughs> now you guys have seen the best I can offer with hustle. But um, yeah, I guess my biggest takeaway is just sort of reflecting back on my hometown and thinking, like I didn't even know how much preconceptions I had of that experience before sort of having this kind of imported experience of other MoGraphers from different towns or cities coming in. Like I think probably I've been thinking about or sort of interpreting this, the, the group locally as a much more stratified group, you know, much more class, like there's the people who generate work and then there's the people that are turning work down, i.e. the you know, ultimate success people, and then there's the people who won't turn down anything, right? And those are like the three strata, and it's really not that rigid. Um, so I'm trying to get out of this totally judgy place. Uh, 
And uh, this weekend just completely, you know, turned that whole thing on its head. Like, I think I can probably, even though I'm in strata number three, you know, <laughs> um, I, it doesn't mean that I can't, you know, jump in and influence things. And um, I just really appreciate having my head turned the other way in terms of being able to take that, that information back and, you know, really influencing my to-do list. So thanks, you guys. Thanks. Yeah. Matt, you want to you wanna chime in? I really feel like you're not hitting the full lore of the spider lore. <laughs> because yeah, I know. There was, I don't wanna, there was I don't so wanna. much more added to it. And I don't know if you were down at the fireside. So Casey found, he was trying to hang one of his glow sticks in his room. And he saw this little tiny nub sticking out in the ceiling. And he goes to grab it and finds this gigantically long bat with dark plums sketched on the side. You know, dark fruit. Dark, dark fruit. fruit. Sorry. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> we come to find out from the counselors that it was this kid who's been there for eleven years, and that was his camp name was the Dark Fruit because his name, his actual name, was Andrew Plum. So it then became lore that Andrew Plum, the dark fruit, was controlling the spider lord and each notch in the thing, because there were 11 because he was there for 11 years, each not, notch was one person that he killed. So there needed to be more notches and more death from the spider lord. And camp was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, like I said, I'm just going to go around and go in order of the squares on my screen. So, Anna, do you want to chime in on your experience as well? Yeah, just make sure you unmute yourself. There you go. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay, perfect. Well, um, obviously the highlight for me was Barl. Um, all of you who are familiar will know. Um, I do have the mug. I did bring the mug. I did not bring the second Barlow's mug with me. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, found a mug, fell in love with it, said Barlow on it, but the B was in a box for whatever reason. I don't know where it is currently. Um, yeah, that was my highlight. Found out who Barl is, actually. Um, he ended up being a camp worker at some point, and uh, they, his name was Carl Crawford, and they called him Barl to just like you know, as a prank, and he just owned it. And then Barlos was born and all of that. But it was quite, quite great for me. Yeah. And you came, you came solo, right? Yeah, I didn't know anybody, and I just kind of was forced to um, meet everybody. And it was very nice and very easy, too. Everyone was super friendly and accepting. So, and I kind of was just like, hi, I don't know anybody. I don't have any choices. So here we are. I'm really glad you have that mug. Yeah. <laughs> because when I saw on your Instagram the borrow thing, I was like, ah, that's hilarious. I had to take it with me. It's such a perfect thing to have. I'm told I have to bring it to next camp now. So hashtag borrow 2020, borrow for president also. Um, yeah. And to give some people who weren't there a little bit of backstory, since the, the camp was hosted at a YMCA camp, so there's all these arts and crafts and stuff from campers and staff from throughout the years, and 
all the coffee mugs that were available for coffee um, were like kind of hand painted, you know, whatever craft type things that there must have been a class or, or something to do with painting these coffee mugs. And there were some really interesting ones and two of them being borrows. <laughs> so um, that's rad that you got one. <laughs> yeah. Also like as an aside, as we're talking about the camp staff, one, like they were so awesome and accommodating. And two, we got a menu of the food and got to choose like what, what we wanted. And I honestly was like, all right, this, like, this is cool that we get to choose this. But I was not expecting it to be at the quality that it was either. Like I was kind of just expecting like sloppy messes of like the things on the menu that we chose. So um, yeah, like we had a Thanksgiving dinner one night and like, I mean like real Thanksgiving dinner with like stuffing, cranberry sauce, uh, mashed potatoes and everything like totally hooked us up. So thanks to the staff there. Um, the next person I have on my squares is Penny. Do you want to chime in? Or you want to wait? Are you in the middle of something? I saw you looking down. Oh, I was reading. I was reading the comments. Uh, I was reading about turkey dinner and reliving it in my head. Um, yeah, I mean, y'all said everything. I, I, I got. It was really fun. I, I definitely went into the weekend a little nervous because I totally forgot about when it was. I didn't have that calendar checked on, and I had to explain to my client. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be gone for three days during this week. Um, but like, it was so. My favorite parts of the. Uh, of the time were sort of those in-between times when we got to like, you know, just hang out with other people in the industry. Being a remote worker, I don't really hang out with, um, you know, and, and talk, I mean, like there was some shop talking and there was some, you know, just sort of MoGraph stuff, like, you know, similar to what we do in the chats, but being there with people and getting like, you know, more of a read from it, more than just like typed words and like drawing with people, there'd be like spontaneous drawing circle um, or, uh, um, you know, another thing is, um, the classes, I really liked the sort of balance between, uh, them being like, you know, actual classes and the application of how people use those classes in what we do, you know, like I went to art school, I took design principles, you know, but doing that with Caitlin, like it became applied to like what we do in our business. And so, yeah, uh, it, it was really interesting to hear other people's takes on how they use those design principles. I don't know, all around, great time. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And like going off on the like the downtime too, like some of that was like my favorite time because then you got into like a little bit more of a personal rhythm with people, and you got to like like you were saying, it wasn't all MoGraph talk. We played D and D sometimes, and then you got to find like the humor that people had on different things and like a little bit of their storytelling that came out and like how they're um, using their characters and things like that. So that was really just every down moment that I had around somebody and just started chatting with them. I learned about them more personally than I really did about MoGraph, which was great because most conferences, especially like NAB, you're like, Oh, what do you do? Where are you from? Oh, you're a motion designer. I'm a motion designer too. All right, I'll see you at dinner tonight. <laughs> like, yeah, like very like, surface level conversation. Yeah. Here you got a bit deeper. And yeah. I just wanted to kind of riff off the the drawing thing too that you guys were talking about. Like the first day I walked in and I saw Ryan Summers and Caitlin and Logan and uh, 
Greg Gunn sitting there just having like a draw session. There was a, a few other people at the tables too, but I remember I was sat next to Greg. I was like, Oh, what are you sketching? You know, are you just illustrating or like, he's like, yeah, I'm just sketching. I don't get to do this anymore. Like he, you know, he works for the future. He works for blind. He said he's just crazy busy. And he said he hasn't had like that time just to sit with like no phone, no distraction or anything and just like doodle and just illustrate and whatnot. So like, it was cool to see everyone kind of get together and just, uh, you know, like the community thing and, and like the art is what brought everyone together and you just sat at the table and just drew stuff and maybe pass the paper around and keep drawing. So that was just really cool to see it, it happen just organically like that and people were jamming on it, so. Yeah, and as I go around, I meant to ask this too, and we can touch back on the people that have already talked, um, but maybe also talk about like what your favorite workshop was as well, just because like, I know I had mine, so I'm interested to see like what everybody enjoyed as well, if you have a favorite. Hey Liam, um, can I say something real quick? Yeah. So this was something that was brought up that I thought was very cool. Like, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, I think it was Billy or someone else who had mentioned this, where when you go to like an NAB or a SIGGRAPH or blend or something like that, once lunchtime kind of hits around, <clears throat> everyone splits off and goes out to eat with their own individual groups that they've met and stuff like that, you know, and then after it's all over, they all come back. What was cool about this was lunch was in a, big central place so you know we ring the big bell letting people know that lunch is ready and everyone comes back to meet together even though they've been in all their separate workshops and stuff so it keeps everyone together this whole entire time and like it was something that uh, we didn't really like consciously think about you know that everyone would be there and everyone would be together the entire time and stuff like that and it was it made it so much more so much more enjoyable and so much so much easier to connect with people yeah like it's, it was like almost the inverse of what you just said happened at camp like people got to split off and go to their workshops and then they were brought together for lunch instead of like being at the maxon booth for a while and then splitting off and doing their things and then like at, at normal events like seagraph and nab that's stressful in itself. You're like, I got to find an Uber to go get a ride somewhere and eat lunch. And then you get tired and drained from that. And we just kind of like kept it all together, which is, I think it worked really well as well. Yeah. And um, what's nice is like, you know, when you go to NAB or something, <clears throat> like we've made so many friends online, you know, but for me in particular, whenever I go to an NAB, I always feel bad that I don't just get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with all my friends and stuff like that. You know, all the people that I've made connections with over the years and this, there was at no point where I, I felt like, I didn't spend enough time with that person, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. And like kind of riffing off that before I jump to the next person is like, we, you were just saying like, we know all these people through Slack and we've met a bunch of people through NAB and everywhere else. But I found that like the majority of the people there either like I hadn't really talked to on Slack before or they like were new and I never met them or heard of them in any part of the industry either. So that was really exciting that like, when you go to NAB and Seagraph, you, you get used to like seeing your your staple crew and friends that you hang out with. But this was like, wow, there are like people all over coming to this that are just coming out of the woodwork and I've never even heard or met and I uh, never talked to them on Slack before. So that was really cool as well. Um, let's see. So the next cube square I've got, uh, Jeff, do you want to chime in? You got a mic? Let me just uh, unmute or Mark, can you unmute? Button. Oh, there you go. I'm here. 
yeah, I mean, thanks again. It was just a, you know, spectacular weekend, I think. I mean, um, I didn't know what to expect going in and it was, you know, absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I am experiencing a bit of that, you know, post uh, group love depression that you get when you, <laughs> when you leave one of those kinds of things. Um, but the, I guess there was a couple of things. Like one was, um, there really wasn't that much shop talk. Like there was a bit of shop talk, but really when people were talking about things, it was a lot more about, um, you know, how, how do you, how, not, not technically how do you do emotion design, but how do you live your life as a motion designer, whether it's with a studio or you're working from home. It's like, how do you navigate life um, and still be able to do the work that you do, you know, with clients or, or however it is that you do things. Um, and that was really, you know, particularly for those of us that work from home and we're alone, you know, we don't get out and have these kinds of conversations. And you always think like all the problems that you have are your problems and nobody else has these same issues. And it turns out like everybody has the same issues, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, that was really comforting, I think. Um, and the other thing that I thought was really incredible is because we, we, we did get to have these like really long conversations with everyone and really find out about their lives, you know. In fact, I, I hardly talked about people's work with them. It was always conversations about, you know, things that had nothing to do with work. Um, but the thing that I found really interesting was that like everybody's in this industry and the way they got there, everyone has this like incredibly convoluted path through no, you know, clear direction. And we've all sort of ended up in the same place. And I think that, you know, that brings a lot of diversity to the industry and, and um, it makes it really interesting. Like when you get to know all these people, it's really fascinating. So that was yeah. great. That's yeah. Well, thank you. And like going off the point that you just made about the diversity, I think it was Ryan's talk the first night he asked the question, like how many people actually planned to be a motion designer? No one raised their hand. Like, <laughs> and that was really interesting to me. Like what, like everybody has this diverse background, but like everyone got here, not planning it at all. Um, and there's like a lot of good, like goal talks that came out of that as well. And like setting goals for the future and, how can we make the best out of your motion design career? So that was great as well. Um, let's see. So next square I have is Julie. Do you have a mic? Are you able to join in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Uh, you hear me, everyone? Hi. Yeah, so uh, camp was super awesome. Sorry, I'm like barely awake, but um, oh my God. So one of the things, so I just came from Blend before that half res and like, at conferences, people are always like, oh, you know, if you see, like, your idols here or whatever, you know, your quote-unquote idols, they're always like, go talk to them. Like, they're just like you, you know, whatever, whatever. And um, even though that's always the goal of a lot of conferences, um, at bigger conferences like Blend, which Blend was really good, but, like, right after everyone's done, like, super inspirational talks and stuff, you, there still can be a little bit of, like, people being intimidated at that time. So what's nice about camp is, like, it just blew through all that. It's like, there's none of that. It's like, you just feel totally comfortable with everyone. And this is mostly for people younger in the industry or new in the industry who are still kind of like, oh, that's like a MoGraph celebrity. I don't know if I can talk to them. But like, at camp, it's like, none of that. It's like, and I met tons of new people, but like, that was like, I thought that environment like completely made everyone on the same level. It like destroyed imposter syndrome stuff. Like, super good. So that was my favorite thing about it. And then of course, like, I met a lot of new people, but it was really nice that a lot of you that I've met in the past at half res or whatever, like for like three seconds, like now I had time to hang out and like talk and like fall asleep on the couch next to you. Like that was super fun. So <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. 
And like going off the like leveling the playing field a little bit thing, like I, I totally feel that when I'm when I went to blend too, like I went to go talk to somebody and I was like standing in line for a while and then I got up to them and I like fumbled my words and I was like, God, that was so stupid of me. And like here and just like a little backstory, like Aaron Sarovsky is was so awesome and like i just got to go up and chat with her and like sit down at one of the dinners with her her husband and her daughter rocket was there as well and like never once felt like there was this aura of like man this is like a superhuman super mograph star what whatever just totally all about just the the vibe that was already at camp and she like was there and totally willing to hang out um and like that's kind of how we got her to camp too was just i like a simple email out to her and it's like hey we're hosting this thing in vermont and it's gonna be super laid back and she's like no fucking way that sounds awesome i love vermont and i love just like hanging out with people it's like man and like she like if you don't know she like never does conferences like she maybe does one every couple years too so like it was super special that she came and talked to us um, so let's see. Next I have Dan. Dan, you got a mic today? It looks like you do. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, echoing everything, I'll try not to repeat, but, um, I think one of the biggest things I liked, uh, even at like NAB and stuff, like it still feels like a level playing field with like the quote unquote MoGraph celebrities, but there's still, because there's so many people, it still kind of feels like they're a little unapproachable at times because there's always such a big crowd around them. So this felt like a true level playing field. Like you could just go up to anybody and just talk. Um, and that was really, really cool. Um, and then apart from that, I mean, I really enjoyed the mix of classes. You had a lot of people that were like, not like uh, Satine and Jax, like they're not necessarily motion designers. So having kind of more of a diverse set of classes and some other people there who are kind of related to the industry, but not really, really kind of helped me step away. Cause I feel like a lot of times in this community, it's a kind of, it can become a bit of an echo chamber. And so it was, it was a, uh, you know, no pun intended, but a brush of fresh, fresh air having a uh, kind of, people slightly outside of our immediate industry involved. So that, those are my two biggest things. Um, but yeah, it was great, great meeting new people. Um, I actually met somebody who I didn't know that I've worked with on a lot of projects, um, but we've just never met or never talked. And when we were comparing like what we were doing, it was like, wait, you work on Verizon too? Like, wait, you work, for that company? Wait, you worked on that project? Wait, what? So there was there was some small world moments. Um, and just overall, it was just nothing but good vibes. And it was it was great. I'm sad. I wish there was like, at least one more day. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to <clears throat> kind of um, talk just a little bit about like leveling the playing field to you. Um, and I think one, one way that that was able to kind of happen with everybody is the fact that this was a new experience for a lot of people. Like certain people will go to NAB for the first time and like 
who knows, someone might, they'll meet someone who's been there 10 times, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, any B, but the new person's like, whoa. Uh, at camp, everyone was kind of like, whoa. And everyone kind of got the, the chance just to like try new things for the first time. Like I was over at, um, I was shooting slingshots with like, it, it was me and Barton Damer and Ryan Talbot and Alex, I, I think his last name's Trim or Trimpe. Um, and just like all these campers, you know, and we're all just around just trying to hit targets, and, you know, and like, that's kind of like that bonding moment that you don't really get anywhere else because you're at like a conference, you know? So it was almost like these life experiences that we all got to share in together that really like, I don't know, I would think help kind of bond us all together, you know? And I think that's something special and that we don't get at, uh, at many events in our industry. Yeah, being like the unplugged definitely aided in that as well. I mean, like, um, I had really shitty cell phone reception. So even if I wanted to be on my phone and wanted to like be on Instagram or like on checking my email or texting other people, like I kind of couldn't like <laughs> at least half to two thirds of the time. So it was a, a nice like forcing of like getting everyone to like be there in real life. Yeah, totally. Like there were points where I would check things on my phone just because I needed to call my wife and kids. But like really the only time I pulled out my phone was just to take pictures of things of like, man, this is really cool. It's happening. Or like the sunrise is beautiful. And I didn't really even feel the urge to do it too. Like, you know how you get like that little tingling in your pocket or whatever, like, oh, I'm going to check my phone right now. Or like, whatever. It just like was all washed away. So I was so um, torn trying to do like camp MoGraph social stuff. Cause it was like, yeah, you know, people were sharing things and I wanted to keep sharing and, you know, like show everyone, you know, what's kind of going on. But I was like, fuck, like, I really don't want to be on my phone right now. <laughs> so it was like that, you know, double-edged sword. But uh, next year we might have to hire a, a college intern or something to do all the social stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like a college social media person. Um, let's see, Nick, you want to go? You got your mic today. Yeah. Yeah. What's up everybody. Yeah, the, that was a great event. You know, uh, just a couple things that stick out like at the first uh, morning with the body by Casey. Uh, when I showed up, it was just, two people. It was me and Paul Babs, just one-on-one -on -one working out, you know, where else would that ever happen? Uh, like, you know, just talking Philly with Brodeur, you know, just going back and getting my ass kicked at uh, ping pong by Penny, uh, you know, among others. Uh, you know, that was great. And it was just, you know, the mix of classes was, was excellent. Kind of uh, reminding me things that I've learned in school way back when, but like reminding me to kind of be cognizant of that when I'm working just every day now just to remember to you know check a few of these things and uh and just you know the classes were chill the instructors were you know top notch it, 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 and it was a great variety so that that was awesome and uh you know like and like talking about you know the food was excellent and like every meal i sat with someone different you know it it, it wasn't clicky you know it was just you know like, hey have we talked yet and it was great man Great event, everybody, all around. Love it. Dog bark. 
you, your dog wants to say something too. <laughs> um, yeah, I like going off the lunch thing and like dinner thing too. Like there were maybe like one or two people per night that I had eaten with before, but totally like every meal there was somebody new that I hadn't talked to before. And like, um, I kind of got in the habit of going around and asking like, all right, what was your, your favorite thing today or favorite course or favorite workshop that you did today just to like kind of have an icebreaker. Um, and then that turned into like, Oh, this person, like there were like a couple people there that were from like pretty far away. And I like found out just by like talking to them and their accent. I forget Mark or Matt and Dave, do you guys remember who the farthest was? Wasn't it? It was Kenji. He was in from Israel. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. So that was really interesting to see that like somebody came all the way from Israel just to hang out with us in some cabins. Um, so let's see. Next up, Dave, I've got you up if you want to chat. Yeah. I, as a producer or a person with a producer mentality, it's like one of those things where you're always not in a negative way, but you're always thinking what could possibly go wrong because you want to have a contingency plan for every little thing that could happen. Right. So in planning all of this, my big thing was like, I just want to get there. I'm not relaxed yet until I get there. And I know everything is running smooth and everybody's having a good time and there's no major catastrophes, no crazy thunderstorms for three days or anything like that. Just wanted to make sure everything was good. And it was so great to hear, you know, like the second day have people come up and say, Hey, you, you guys kind of have this thing down. You're running this pretty smooth. And I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> because I was so relieved and then I could relax and I could actually enjoy it myself too. You know, my, my, my concern was what are people going to think about this and how is this going to turn out? Because I didn't even know really how it was going to turn out. I don't think y'all did either <laughs> you know we we had a kind of something in our mind of how we wanted it to be for like the last nine months or so and I don't think it could have gone any better really you know everybody was so uh was so relaxed and having such a good time and I know people had the same kind of question coming into it you know and I think you were on the shuttle with me and Kenji driving in and I was asking about where you're from and your stories and how you heard about us and all of that. And I was just thinking, I hope they have a good time. I hope they have a good time the whole time. So it was just really great. I loved that. I loved the fact that the counselors were, uh, were there because, you know, they're, they're all friends of ours in motion design. And uh, it was so great to have them there to interact with other people. And, and I think they really did a good job helping people feel comfortable and helping people feel comfortable talking to other people. So it was so cool to like walk into like the cafeteria and just see like David Aryev and, uh, and Phil Roberts and, and other counselors interacting with people that you knew they hadn't met before. You know, you knew that they were people who had shown up and didn't know what this was and that they had been welcomed in. It was just, it was just really great. And, uh, Class-wise, what I really liked, I really enjoyed Greg's color theory. Uh, I think that was my favorite because that's kind of one of my, uh, my, my, the things that I do the least is really concentrate on color. And it sounded like that was the case for a lot of people who showed up to the class. You know, I, I learned a lot from that. So, yeah, that's about it. I'm, I'm ready to do it again. Let's go. 
Yeah, I just wanted to also say something about the cafeteria for those who weren't there. Um, so being hosted at a YMCA camp, the YMCA kind of has um, a bunch of core values, you know, respect and honesty and stuff like that. So all of the tables are round. And most places you go, like a cafeteria or, or whatnot, you'll chances are you're on at like a square table or a rectangle table or, or something. Um, but having all round tables really just makes everyone feel included. You can have a conversation, but if you're like stretched out on a super long table, it like, to me, it doesn't feel as engaging, you know? So like, it was almost like small things like that, where like I look back on it and I'm like, the reason why all those conversations were happening was because you're in your little circle and you know, you, you're sharing stories and it's, you're not as like isolated or you don't have to make as much effort to like look down the table and like kind of yell to someone or, or whatnot. So I think it's little things like that, that, you know, really helped make it what it was. Yeah. And like the only time now that you're bringing up the whole circle thing that you really weren't, in us like a circle with people even like it kind of worked out in workshops too um was just the fireside chats because we had them in that hall like everyone was just kind of facing towards whoever was speaking um but even like in ceramics like the table was long but it was still like you still had people around in a circle and the color theory still kind of a long table but they were still faced around in a circle so yeah that, that's really really interesting that you, you brought that up um so Nick, you just joined us, but we're going around and you're the last person to hop in from camp. Do you want to give a little talk about what your favorite things were or anything uh, about camp that you really liked? I'll unmute you too. Uh, maybe I will. Well, unmute. Why? Uh, there we go. Now you're live. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, it was it was good. It was a fun experience. Some I forget who mentioned this, but someone had brought up that it works a little bit sort of like the opposite of a normal convention because at most conventions you're all together for the like presentations and then you kind of break apart for lunch. Whereas this was sort of the opposite where you're kind of like, everyone's kind of doing somewhat their own thing, break into groups to do the classes or to do activities. But for mealtimes, everyone comes together and you can sort of hang out in an environment where it's easy to sort of just talk to each other and, 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 uh, and hang out. So I think that contributed a little bit to, the, the ease at which it was, at which we had just sort of spending time together and really getting to like one-on-one -on -one or, you know, six-on-six -six time with each other. <laughs> um, as far as the classes, I really liked all of them. Um, I was, like every class I felt had a lot um, to contribute. I feel like probably my actual, my favorite was the sculpting class, just because I don't, I actually don't have a lot of experience directly with that. I don't model as much and it really gave me a good idea of what to do. I don't know, like, I don't know, just sort of like the act of just getting your hands on clay and just sort of working with it really helped me a lot. I don't know if, that, if everyone else had the same experience, but that was, that was really helpful for me. I, yeah. Like the one thing that I loved about Patrick's sculpting class is well i should say there's two things like one was it kind of was a therapy class a little bit too like there's something about it that like the way patrick led things and like brought up topics is very therapeutic 
And then the other thing is, is like, it like makes you rethink imposter syndrome a little bit when you're sitting around with a bunch of people and they're messing with their clay and like, you don't really know what you're going to do with it. And you see the person next to you doesn't really know what they're going to do with it. And they start just kind of building things. And then at the end of it, you all go around the table and you see like everyone is truly at different levels, just like in the, like in the MoGraph space. And like, that's hard to remember when you're just scrolling through Instagram and like seeing all this bomb ass work. And then when you're at a camp doing ceramics with somebody and you know, somebody's looks better than somebody else's or like yours is just like falling apart or like whatever's happening. It doesn't matter because at the end of it, you just fucking smash it anyway. And like, you're just done with it. And it's kind of like, I kind of took away from that, like this thing of when I get done with work, I just like fucking smash it. Like, like my smash button should be like, once it's out there, it's done and just fucking forget about it. And like, don't get caught up in the, the like psychology and bullshit of imposter syndrome. Like, you're at where you're at in, in your career and the more you work at it, the better it's going to get. Just like the more time you put into your sculpture, the better it started to get and it just takes time. So that, that was really like, as I said, therapeutic for me to have that kind of realization. Yeah. I had never ever met Patrick before and dude, he is one chill fucking dude. I loved like, because I took the uh, sculpture class in the morning and it was out at this like art barn, funky art barn that the camp had. It was just like all the walls were painted on. It was all messy and stuff. You know, it was just like an art barn that you could just, anything goes. And it was right on the, the shores of the lake. And it was just completely silent, so mellow. And we're just like rolling clay and sculpting and patrick was just kind of leading the discussion super mellow and just chill it was like a philosophy class too it was fucking awesome and uh but yeah that was that was like definitely a highlight of mine and it was just cool to like we were already away from the noise being at camp but when you were sitting in that art barn you were like truly away from any noise and just like chilling and so that was really cool i thought can i can i say something real quick yeah i was uh, gonna say matt you should round it all out i think we hit everybody well here was here's the thing that i'd like to say and i may get emotional here but really like everyone was so badass and so welcoming and like everyone it it feels incredibly good <laughs> for once not to be the punching bag on Twitter, <laughs> you know, for like, cause we, you know, me and Dave, ever since the Burgraph times and stuff like that and moving over, it's like, I lose so much sleep every night because of shit that we get on Twitter and stuff. And to see everyone had a good time, such a good time. God, it just makes me feel like I'm finally doing something right. <laughs> you know? So thank every single one of you. I, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Y'all are amazing. Yeah. And like, man, it felt like there's something that felt so good getting there. And like day one is starting to roll around and like people are coming up to you like, man, this is so fucking awesome. And like, you know, 
when we announced this back in like March, right? I think that's when we started to make the announcements and people are going, oh, it's fucking Firefest of Camp Mograph. It's like big fuck you to all of them. Like we like, like it just, it turned out so great. And uh, yeah, like I, I couldn't have asked for a better time out of this. Like I was, I, I didn't know what to expect and now that's happened. It's like, now I want to expect this every time. And I, I hope we can continue to do it going forward. Yeah. So. I, I did. Can I chime in real quick, Liam? Sorry. Um, to that. And like, you know, obviously there's always going to be haters or whatever, especially for a new event and you know, whatever. And like when people were like saying, like Dave's putting in the chat, like, it's just going to be a big bro fest. You know what? I, and I don't go to a ton of events, but, and I would like to maybe even tap, you know, Julie or Anna or, you know, uh, Penny, anyone else who, any of the women that go to these events, but I felt like there was a really nice balance of men and women. And there were more women than I thought would show up. And everyone seemed to be comfortable. Um, and maybe that's just an assumption on my end, but you know, when people were like hating on it, you know, when we first announced it and all that, like, yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's easy to get your feather feathers all ruffled and whatever. But I was just, I knew it was going to be something special. I didn't know how special it would be or actually how we would pull it off, but I knew it was going to be something special. And I was like, you know what? Similar to like Liam said, like, fuck those people. Like it's their loss. Right. And so like now moving forward, um, you know, we are going to do another one and there's going to be a lot of interest in it, but you know what? We're still going to cap it at a small group because that's what it needs to be. And like, I don't know. It just seems like, um, it's so easy these days just to like, hate, 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 right? Charlie Murphy, hate, 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 hate. Uh, but this was like complete opposite. And if those people want to like talk shit, like we don't want you at camp anyway. So, um, yeah, but I, I would be like super interested to hear from, you know, like Julie, Penny, Anna, like if you guys have been to other conferences, you know, obviously this was small, so like we don't have a huge group, but I thought, you know, um, the balance of men and women, given our industry is already super swayed with men, like I'd just be interested to hear your thoughts on like, as a woman coming into this, like in camping and like cabins and stuff, you know, like what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, go ahead, Anna, you can go ahead. Okay, I was like, I don't know who's starting. Someone has to. Um, well, I mean, one perk was only having one roommate, I guess. Um, the fact that there weren't that many women. But I don't go to a lot of conferences and I do mostly work in advertising where it's kind of like 50-50 most of the time. So at first I was kind of like, oh, this is uh, interesting. There's really not that many of us. But the more I heard about it, the more I like kind of chatted to everybody, it kind of seemed like, yeah, the ratio is not that great in the industry. So it was great that a lot of women came through and just um, at least, um, I don't know how many of us there were, honestly. But you could probably count like 
under 15. I don't know. I don't know what the ratio was. Um, but you know what? At least it wasn't just one, I guess. Something to win. I, yeah, I tried to count the night of Aaron's chat, but a lot of people like were coming in and out, so it was hard. I think I, think I got to like between 12 and 14 total women there. Um, how about, let's see, Julie, do you want to chime in on that? Like how, how it was for you compared uh, to other conferences? Yeah, because uh, at, at Blend, there was like a ton of women. Cause, but I feel like so, I've noticed this, I think a lot of, um, generally, uh, there are more women do more, I guess, illustrative styles and less 3D and all of that. And like the branding of Blend and stuff is kind of more along that. So I think they think, oh, that's more my conference. And then they think of, I mean, just, I think historically they think of MoGraph.com stuff as more like 3D and like dailies and that sort of thing. And they, they just kind of see that as more male dominated, um, even though that it doesn't need to be that way by any means. And that's not intentional, but I think that's kind of what's, what's seen. Um, it helped that you guys had, you know, women instructors that were, and it was very diverse. And um, so I don't know if like, I would say like, have like Satine and Jax like kind of um, maybe do little intros like for next year or do little interviews or something to say like, here's like, I don't know, just, just have them be more prominently featured or something, I guess. I think that would help. So Penny, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's good. Penny, did you want to chime in on it at all? I see you're, you're chatting a lot in the chat, so you don't have to if you don't want to. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, 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 I want to try to temper the language a little bit about it being like haters. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't some people that maybe gave a little like, I, I didn't see a lot of that. I, I you know, I wasn't added like y'all were. So I, I don't, I don't have that feeling that y'all have, but I, I do want to say that like, if you're talking about 75 people being there and 15 women possibly around that, um, I mean, that, uh, the turnout was great and the interaction between the genders and people was awesome. Uh, I know that like, you know, I want to say that, you know, um, the MoGraph, you know, folk reached out to me to ask, you know, my opinion on how women would feel more comfortable at this, you know, and that was like, you know, ahead of time and that was great. And, um, you know, I tried, you know, bringing that to like Panimation to see, you know, what people thought. And um, while I'm not saying the negativity was like, founded necessarily, I think you just can't write off the um, skepticism of, uh, of women in this industry because it is really dominated by men. It's dominated by white straight men. And, um, you know, like I I'm coming from an even more, you know, <laughs> segmented segment of the gender population as a trans woman. And uh, like, I was so glad to see y'all cause you're my friends, but when, you know, the actual campers started coming in and I saw women, it was like such a relief to like be able to hang out with, you know, uh, uh, with, with, you know, non dudes. Um, I, I would absolutely recommend this to, uh, uh, to women in the future, because I thought that it was, you know, it was a, a non-threatening, mostly non, you know, like problematic time, you know, like there's always times when you get a lot of guys together and they don't even realize the the little jokes and the gendering and the things like and I'm not you know it's it's just part of our like civilization um and so you know I thought everyone was freaking great I don't have a complaint about anyone about how anyone acted uh it 
beat my worrisome expectations. Um, not that I really had any, because I know you guys, but I, I, I don't think we're going to like, no, no one's going to want to hear that, uh, you know, their skepticism because of a lifetime worth of experiences is not deserving of being heard. Um, so I, I just wanted to throw that out there because, you know, like it still did feel like it was mostly guys. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I would love to see this turn into, you know, m closer. Like I like the whole WIA goal of 50%. I mean, you know, I, I don't know 100% how realistic that is by 2025 or, you know, 2025 or whatever, like their goal is, especially in the MoGraph industry. But um, that's all. Let's, let's not call them all haters. That's yeah. All. Uh, well, yeah. And so I don't, at least for me, I think the skepticism, totally valid. And the the thing I was pointing out with like, I meant like straight white dude, probably bald as well, glasses, maybe a beard. I'm on my way there. It's probably just me as a doppelganger somewhere. But like, you know, chiming in and going, man, this is going to be Firefest. And I know like the timing of it was like Firefest had just come out on those documentaries and everything. Like that, that was just like, like, no, like we, we actually have some effort going into this behind the scenes and like not trying to to scam anyone um but for the women's side of things totally like i totally get that like be fucking skeptical and like be worrisome like that that's totally valid yeah i just want to clarify something too when i was talking about like the haters or people talking shit most of them were straight white guys there was you know there was no women doing it oh let me say this I assume they are straight, but they are white guys. So I just want to say a big thank you to all the ladies that showed up because you are helping us take this in the right direction. It was a very conscious effort on our part to have 50-50 pretty much instructors. And I think our ultimate goal would be to be 50-50, you know, men and women. And like the fact that you ladies were able to join us this year, really, really like, I think lays the groundwork for what can happen. And, you know, camping could be intimidating for people who have never gone camping before. I know it was for everyone who attended who had never been camping, but especially any sort of ladies that might not feel comfortable about being in a cabin that might be co-ed, but we want to, we went out of our way to, you know, see if you wanted a kind of, you know, a, a ladies cabin or, or whatnot. Long story short, I know in my head and I, I'm assuming with Matt, Liam and Dave and like the rest of the group here, the ultimate goal would be 50-50. I mean, that would be freaking phenomenal, you know, and judging by just the percentages in the industry, I think that would be like, um, a, even more of an amazing goal, just how swayed gender is in this industry. So like, you know, if, if people come to us with questions or, you know, want more of a perspective from, you know, from you guys, I hope it would be okay. And we'd reach out to you, but maybe we could, you know, pass certain questions on to you or say, Hey, you know, maybe hit up Anna or Julie or Penny, you know, see how their experience was and they can give it to you straight. You know, like, I don't know. I, 
I guess the whole, the whole mindset here is inclusive, not exclusive. So like we want to bring everyone in and we want, you know, people to take that risk and take, you know, get out of your comfort zone. And I know that's probably harder in a male dominated industry. So, um, thank you all for, for really taking that chance and the risk and, and, you know, really just throwing cost to the wind. So like, Thank you. I appreciate it. We yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. And like you, you just touched on something that I can't remember who touched on it. If it was a fireside chat or a counselor or somebody at one point had said like the, the thing that is going to be great about Camp Mograph being so small and like all these conversations is like, that's how change happens in the industry too. Like you can actually talk about things that like when you go to a normal conference, it's like, all right, you're here to learn about like the new fucking crash panel in After Effects, whatever's going to take it down next. Or, um, you know, you're, you're there just to have a good time and drink in, in Las Vegas. And there, there really was something special about this group where like topics were being brought up at each fireside chat that is making people think and how we can move the career for, or not the career, but the MoGraph industry forward and our, and our careers forward and really start to reshape this thing, how we want it to be. Um, so that, that's the other goal too, going forward. I would like to see that like, everyone has taken something away from here to make the industry even better each year. So um, we are already past an hour, which I kind of expected because uh, like so many people had so many good things to say. So um, for those who haven't joined before, normally around this point, around like 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and we just do some links. So if you have any links you want to share, feel free to throw them in as well. And we can talk about them. Um, we were supposed to have a meeting last week and we didn't, just cause we were like, I was my turn to host and I was just swamped trying to get out last minute client work. So I could actually go to camp and not be hassled. So, um, as you know, a few weeks ago, blend happened and JC did a really great job of like writing up his perspective of blend. And I'm going to throw that link in the chat too, but it goes through like each day um, like overall thoughts, pertinent quotes, and then day one, and even like has a picture of his actual notes and he broke down what he learned that day and then at day two and who spoke and uh, general notes from there. So I thought that was a really great breakdown and man, that'd be awesome if JC did that for camp. Well, I was going <laughs> to say he was scribbling like mad in his yeah. notes book. So like uh, I would, I would hope he would do a recap like that for, for camp. Yeah. And let's see what else. Um, a couple weeks ago as well, MoGraph Mentor released a seven reasons why you shouldn't freelance in the industry, um, which that actually was a little bit of a topic too, is just, you know, first night Ryan was like, yeah, everybody needs to start like thinking about their own IP and branding themselves and like really pushing that. And an interesting uh, juxtaposition to that was both Barton and Aaron were talking a lot about like, you know, how to make your employees happy and like how to um, 
keep a studio running and like maybe you shouldn't be going freelance but maybe you just need to find a studio that works for you better which um, was really interesting like thinking about why you're feeling unhappy at your job and thinking about why you don't feel successful or um, content so that kind of this whole seven reasons not to freelance article kind of fits with that a good bit and then lastly we have this video from Aaron Draplin. If you don't know who, don't know who he is, he has uh, Draplin Co. I think that's the name of his company. He does field notes as well. He's like the creator of that. So if you have your field notes, um, but he does a bunch of logo designs and everything. And this talk he gave is things that don't have a thing to do with graph design. And Mark, you shared that. So I, I watched a little bit of it, but I didn't get all the way through. So you want to talk about that one? Yeah, I think to me, it was, a, it was a good video for the fact that he talks a bit about his story and, you know, all that. He's, he has a few talks online, so if you haven't seen him, definitely look him up. But this is kind of the newest one, I believe. Um, and it's just a really good um, – I finished it feeling like in the, in the times where I'm, like, cursing my computer screen and stuff like that, you know, like – he kind of puts a little bit more of like a uh, umbrella over it of how lucky we are to do what we do type stuff. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was like a good kind of like humbling, honest look at this creative work that we're, you know, honored and lucky enough to do um, from a computer. You know, we're not on a, a roof in 10 degree weather banging nails and, you know, um, so I don't know. It's a good, it's, it's a good talk and he goes through a bunch of his designs and stuff as well, but um, check it out. It's, it's really good. Yeah. It, it's more like a humbling talk too. like, you know, really take a step back and look at how magical being a designer, either a motion designer or a designer at any level truly is and what we get to do. Um, just looking through, I think that's it for notes. So um, one, I want to say thanks for everybody who joined today. We've got a good turnout, especially all those who are new and have never been on the call. Thanks so much. Um, as a reminder, we do this every week, as long as we don't have stuff going on at 10 a.m. Eastern time. If you want to follow us on social media, super easy to find. Just do a search for Monday meeting. Some of them have underscores, some of them don't, but um, you can definitely find us just from the little icon. If you want to join in each week or listen to old, uh, older episodes or um, previous meetings, you can go to mondaymeeting.org. And if you want to recommend anything or just chat with us or whatever, uh, the email address is info at mondaymeeting.org. But Mark, myself, Matt, and Dave, everybody, we're all really active across multiple Slacks and Twitter and everything. Um, so if you ever want to chat about anything, feel free to hit us up. For me personally, too, like, I love just chatting with people randomly. And if you have like questions about your career, or you want to do like a little real review or something, you know, hit me up with that too. Like I'm totally down. So Mark, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Uh, no, I mean, just thanks again to everyone who came to camp and thanks to everyone who show up each week here and, and participate in this or just listen into this. And, and uh, we do, um, we do post these audio um, files for like as a podcast and for those who have never joined this or have don't really know much about Monday meetings like go through the archive we've got 
fuck, how many? We've got like six. Over a year. Episodes. Yeah, like we've, we've been doing this over a year. and We didn't start releasing them until like a couple months in, but there, there's a ton. And like there's we've had guests. Shit in there. So yeah, yeah, check it out. Um, but thanks as always to everyone in the community that we're um, a part of and, and lucky to be a part of. So um, yeah, that's all I got. Cool. All right, everybody. We'll have a great week and we'll see you next week if you join in. Thanks so much.